are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In John 14, 16, it reads, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay starts a new series on the reality of the Holy Spirit. He preaches about the sometimes forgotten but beautiful gift of the Helper, the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we need the Holy Spirit as we cannot live a fruitful life without it. So let's listen in to this anointed word and be more Spirit-filled Christians as we receive, see, and know the Holy Spirit deeply and intimately. Be blessed. Oh, 
I'll serve him when I'm young And I'll serve him when I'm older I'll give him all my energy And I'll give him all my time Oh, oh Lord, I want to be your servant What a blessing, what an honor Now that I've found Christ, this is what I will do For him I tell the whole wide world Now that I've found Christ, this is what I will do For him Now that we've found Christ, this is what we gonna do Jesus, that's what we're gonna do now that we found Christ. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. Amen, amen, amen. Wasn't that amazing? Now, next up, we have the most important part of the service, the part that you were all waiting for, amen. Let's pull up a scripture. Let's pull up Jeremiah 3.15. Let's pull it up, let's pull it up, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up, amen. Jeremiah 3.15. All right, here it says, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Today, we have a man who is chosen by God to feed us knowledge and understanding, who will come and teach us things we have never heard before. So I want you all to stand on your feet and get ready to welcome Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay! Put their trust in you. Come on, let's lift our voice real loud to the Lord and sing. Those who know your name, put their trust in you. Those who know there is no other faithful God, so loving and true, oh how I love the name of Jesus, Woo! his name so sweet, oh how I love the name of Jesus, no Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank the Lord for grace and for mercy and for Mother's Day. Shall we um, close our eyes in prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your name and I thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. We welcome you, sweet Holy Spirit. You are our best best agency of God 
best advocate for us. You are the greatest helper. You are the friend of all friends. Thank you for standing by all the time and being the personal Jesus that you gave for us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. On this Mother's Day, I pray for great help for all mothers. I pray for great healing for all mothers. I pray for your blessing to rest upon them. And I pray, Lord, that we will continue to admire them to give them a well-fulfilling life. Thank you, Father, for all the sacrifices that mothers make for us. All of us have been nurtured one way or another by a mother or mothers. May your name be glorified today as we come before your word. We welcome you again, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, shall I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Oh, uh -huh. Now we're talking. Well, today is Mother's Day. I first of all want to apologize because we all intended, Sister Ariel will come and say hello. Uh, call, and and um, we all intended to be there, you know, this weekend was an unfortunate weekend. That is the weekend that, um, you know, by the grace of God, we buried um, our bishop's son, who is our brother, Dr. David Heward Mills, and in Houston. So we all went there, and, you know, uh, we were so involved in the work. We thought we we're going to be finished and come. Um, so because the work was a lot, we had to finish up everything, we could not make it. I'm so sorry about that, but we send all the rest in as a pastor's helped to restore, to order, you know, whatever was done and the arrangements and all, we're still trying to work on it. And um, I just could not make it to the service with all my best intentions and all. So we apologize for that. And I believe that uh, it's going to be a blessing. Shall we please be seated in the presence of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy wow. So everybody put your hands together for mothers. Wow. It's a blessing. And We're blessed. Mothers. And um, I'm not understanding why today is Mother's Day and you came alone. And um, I'm not understanding why you stayed at home. I mean, and, um, you know, if the mothers had decided to stay in this world alone, you wow. would not have existed. It's true. Yeah. You decide to be a noisy. Today, I'm going to tell you something about mothers that will make you realize that God really wants us all to learn from mothers. Hallelujah. You know, Amen. mothers are fruitful. Mothers are fruitful. And I really thank God for that. And uh, one aspect of them is fruitfulness. In the book of Genesis, I believe, chapter 2 and verse number 7, the Bible says, after everything, so told, mankind, 3 and verse, rather, 3 and verse 7, I believe, he says, 6 and 7, he says, and the Lord blessed them, semicolon, and he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, you know, have dominion, you see, and in this world, that blessing is carried the most by mothers, Amen. You see, it's mothers who multiply. Have you seen the father multiply before? No. It's a mother who keeps a baby and brings the baby forth and 
get the multiplication going. And I want us to know that God's blessing, for God's blessing to rest upon you, you must learn to be like a mother and to be fruitful wow. in everything that you do. Uh, uh, but the fruitfulness that I am talking about is the fruitfulness of childbirth or birth of whatever you are or multiplying whatever grace that God has put upon your life. Today, I'm going to share with you, you know, and unfortunately, mothers are the most forgotten. Mothers are the most unappreciated, you know. Mothers are the most mistreated and they are the most grieved. They are the most, the people that um, get hurt the most, get forgotten the most, get the, the short end of the stick all the time. And today I want to introduce you to somebody who has suffered that kind of problem all the time, although he's God's special. And I'm going to liken that person to how parents are very special, but they do not seem to understand what, how special parents, children don't seem to understand. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, you'll be surprised who this person is. And I'm going to read from John chapter 14, verse number 26. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter, maybe from verse 25, John chapter 14, verse number 25. And I want the amplified, I'm going to read from the amplified version of the Bible. Now, the Bible says over there that, and if I let me read from the New King James Version, the New King James Version, okay? And that says, these things from John chapter 14, verse 25, New King James, New King James says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Mm -hmm. It was Jesus Christ. He was about to leave. He said, I'm telling you something when I'm not here, that is going to bless you so much. I've spoken to you while I am present with you, but he's going to talk about when he's absent, when he's not there, but the helper, it's like when I'm absent, I'll bring you a helper. Wow. But the helper, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All things. And he said in verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gifts do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. So look at what he's saying. He said, when I'm not there, I'm going to give you a helper. Anybody who is a helper is doing the job of somebody who was originally supposed to be there. Wow. You know? And ladies and gentlemen, this Holy Spirit is the closest, the closest to the helper mother, you know, why do I, there are only two people in the Bible who are called helpers. The first one is the Holy Spirit. The second one is a woman, wow. the woman, the first one, the only person, you know, man keeps saying that, oh, God, the father, you know, God is, you'd never say God, the mother, but you have no idea that yes, God, the father 
and God, the Godhead is referred to as Father. But you know, the person that Jesus Christ left us with is not called in the name of a father, but we're called with an accolade that is referring to a woman. Wow. Because women are keepers. Women are better helpers. Women are better supporters. Women wow. are the ones, women can be trusted more. I can assure you. Hey. Yeah, that's why you hear about single women and not single men. When God gives a child to a man and a woman, the man can walk away, but the woman will stay Amen. and become a single mother and say, it doesn't matter that I don't have money. I may not have a job. Whatever I'll do to bring up this baby, baby I will not abandon and walk away. Amen. A mother is a strong advocate, a helper, ladies and gentlemen. So today for us to understand the spiritual nature of a mother, I'm going to start a series of teachings on the person of the Godhead that looks the most like a mother so wow. that we can appreciate mothers as we appreciate Amen. this twin or this, this Holy Spirit who has wow. been forgotten by the church by most people. Oh. Yeah. Just like mother, most of the time, fathers forget about mothers. Children forget about mothers. The world forget about mothers. The world regards men more than women. Men are paid better than women. Wow, All kinds of things that put women in the back bench as if they never exist. Meanwhile, the source of greatest strength comes from the woman. Amen. Take women out of this world and you've taken fruitfulness. Wow. The world will go extinct, will die off and finish. <laughs> Put just men here. I'm telling you. It's true. Keep men here and take the women out. It's just a matter of time. All the men will get finished. <laughs> wow. It's the truth. It is. Men need women more hey. than women need men. Hey. Preach, preach, preach. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take a man from the house. The house will continue. Take hey. a woman from the house and see the chaos. Hey. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take women from the church and see we'll be confused. Put hey. women that will organize all organizations in the church yeah. done wow. by women. We yeah. give instructions, but it's just like we give instructions, but the women are able to put it together and make things work. Just like men give the sperm, but it takes a woman to make it work. Woo! Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That is, why, that is why when God was instructing somebody to be a helper on this earth, among the Godhead, he called the Holy Spirit and said, you are going to take on the name that I give to one special species, the woman. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You see, when you look in Genesis chapter 1, Bible says that, and God created man, and he read, he did everything, and he said everything was good, and he created man, and he said, it is not good that a man should be alone. Bring that scripture. It's Amen. not good. Bring that scripture. It's not good that a man should be alone. It's not good that man should be alone. Ladies and gentlemen, God created man, and he, even God, even God, perfect God, Everything he created was perfect. The only wow. thing he created that lacked perfection was man. Oh, wow. Creator, bring that scripture. And say, hey. It's not good 
that a man should be alone. Then you know the solution, he said, I will make him a help. You see, and the Lord God said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him what? How do I solve the problem? Send him a helper, comparable to him, meat for him, appropriate. In fact, the word is meat, meat, a help meat for him, a help appropriate for him, a help designed specifically for him. Ladies and gentlemen, just the same way that the home needs a help appropriate, a help needful, a help just right, just the right kind of help to make man effective, to make man complete, to make man valuable, to make man able to accomplish, you know, they can bless you all you want. Like we read in Genesis chapter three, it says, and the Lord blessed them. And the Lord said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Yet without the helper, all the fruitfulness was never going to get existed. Yeah. Amen. You see, and the helper was the woman. Ladies and gentlemen, as essential as a woman is, I'm going to also tell us how an essential aspect of Christianity has been abandoned, has been forsaken, has been sidelined, has been forgotten, has been just, I mean, most of you, I don't remember the last time that you related with that person. And I'm going to tell you, and that is what my series of messages is going to be about. The helper, the Holy Spirit. Wow, amen. Holy Spirit. I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, the helper. And as we appreciate mothers. You see, so I'm going to read the scripture again. John chapter 14, verse number 25 and 26. Uh, New King James. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity without the helper is like Christian, is like a man without a woman. It's not good for a man to be alone. It's not good for a Christian to be alone. It's not good for a man not to be, for the world to be full of men and there was no, there's no woman. It's not good for Christianity without the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not there'll good. be no fruits. There'll be no blessing. There will be no, there will be no beauty. Look, most men, when you see them clean and polished, it's because there is a woman somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's why you hear such things like behind every successful man is a, a good woman. Hey. Sometimes you know, the women are funny, but yeah, that's the truth. Hey. <laughs> and I thank God. Thank God. That I Amen. You know, that this is the case. So today, I want to talk to you about the reality of the Holy Spirit. The Amen. reality Woo! of the Holy Spirit. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You can also call it the, the, the anointing and the presence. Amen. The anointing and the presence. Now, let's begin to start the service a little differently today. We're going to start the service from the end. What is the end? Usually, what do we do? The last thing we do before we leave? The grace. The grace. So let's share the grace. 
All right. And this grace is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 14, verse chapter 13, the last verse of 2 Corinthians, the last verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit wow. be with you all. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Huh. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. That is how Paul signed off. And that grace has been used worldwide by all Christians. You know, but they've never paused to think about what that means. The grace of God is God's undeserved favor. The love of God is what we need. Otherwise, we'll not make it. But the communion of the Holy Spirit needs to be with all of us. What is the word communion? Communion means it comes from the word koinonia. Koinonia. It means fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit that has been forgotten. And I'm going to explain to you why you need the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, your Christianity will never work. Teach us. Teach us. Yeah. I'm going to read this. It says that the, the communion of the Holy Spirit, which is the word koinonia, it brings the word fellowship it means fellowshipping with the holy spirit okay it also means the grace of the fellowship of the holy spirit or that word koinonia means fellowship it also means to be to be beneficial to be a benefactor of the holy spirit the holy spirit has benefits for you that you need to actually acquire yes in fact they even add pecuniary benefits it means financially profits. It makes, it makes your Christianity profitable. It makes your whole life profitable. It makes you different. The Holy Spirit, yeah. just like a mother makes you flourish, makes you blessed. The helper is supposed to help you and help your Christianity. Amen. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, he's been forgotten. And then another word for this koinonia is the Holy Spirit, who is your, 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 in fact, the word is um, intimacy. Wow. You see that? Uh -huh. The Holy Spirit, that word koinonia, it also means he wants to be intimate with us. Amen. Okay. Yeah. You know, he wants to be intimate. That word is with us. You see? Amen. In fact, the real word is intercourse. Intercourse. Wow. You know, the only thing that we usually know when we say intercourse is sexual intercourse. It's not sexual intercourse. Intercourse essentially means getting into you, getting with you and being an intimate part of you. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what intercourse is. Only that when you use it to qualify sex, sex is the one of the most intimate, getting intimate with you. But this is the Holy Spirit, the righteous, even the word, the Holy Spirit, who wants to get intimate it means get get close, get get personal with you, get relational with you. I mean, join partnership with you, become a, 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 a bona fide part of everything you do. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity is not supposed to be lived without the Holy Spirit. 
And just wow. like a man is not, it's not good for a man to be alone. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm going to explain why. So now that we've started, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. Now let's go on to find out how important is this Holy Spirit that the Lord wants everyone to associate with? How essential is he? Okay. Well, the Holy Spirit is essential even to God. Without the Holy Spirit, the Lord could not do anything. How do I know? In Genesis chapter one, even in creation, Bible says in the beginning, the Lord created the heaven. Write it down. The Lord, even the Lord needed the Holy Spirit to start creating the world. Wow. That's the first importance. Amen. And later, write down notes. Okay. So what this, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God was stuck. What did he do to progress? And the spirit of the Lord, spirit of God moved. May the spirit of God move in your life. Amen. Where there is darkness. Amen. I where it. there is no form. Where Amen. your life is void and empty. Where the life has no form. Where there is darkness and the face of the deep part of people. Where there are demons. The Holy Spirit takes away the darkness. Yes. Takes away the void. Take, takes away the formlessness. It means there's no structure, no order. Many of our life's areas, there's no order. There's darkness. There are demons. There's emptiness. Void means emptiness. You see? Yes, yes. And those things, they are deep. They are deep. But what makes it possible? The Spirit of God. And Bible says, wow. and the Spirit of God yes. moved upon wow, the face wow. of the waters. And now God started speaking, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. See, the darkness is going away. And there was light. Let there be light. And then God started putting order. You see, without form. Oh. Then the next verse, verse 4. And then God saw the light. That it was good. May your area that is not good become good. Amen. God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. When the woman said, he said, it is good. God wants to bring structure to your life. He starts with the Holy Spirit. God wants to bring light to your life. He starts with the Holy Spirit. Wow. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now he's putting structure and order. You see, the, the life that was without form, the earth that was without form, form is coming to it. My life without structure. Oh, many people that leave out the Holy Spirit, leave out God, their lives are full of chaos, chaos, mm -hmm. until they introduce the helper, the Holy Spirit, to make good, to bring light, to bring order, to bring goodness where there was evil. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I receive it. Amen. Yeah, amen. So that was God. Now, let's go to another person, King David. He needed okay. the Holy Spirit. Psalm 139 and verse number seven. King David, the famous king, who was loved by the Lord. Bible says, David is a man after God's own heart. He okay. needed the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, God needs the Holy Spirit to operate. He needed the Holy Spirit to start anything that he did, even the word. Well, David, the king, also needed the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said, 
Psalm 139 and verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? What can I do? I can't go anywhere without your spirit. Yes. And where shall I flee from your presence? Where yes. can I go from your spirit? You see, so a spiritual king, David was blessed. You know, David was kept in the backside of the desert. He was not regarded as anybody. He was a shepherd boy who was just thrown out there. Bears came after him and they kept him there. Lions came to eat him up, try, and they still kept him there looking after the sheep. It's only somebody who's not valuable to you that when he comes and, re comes and reports that lions nearly ate me up, you said, go back. And then he comes and reports again, best this time, best nearly ate me up. And you still say, go back. That person usually doesn't have any value, but God knew that he can put value on him by putting his spirit. So David wow. knew, yeah, amen. Amen. David knew the source of his value. So he said, I will go nowhere without the Holy Spirit. I will not flee with, away from the presence of God or the Spirit of God. That's how essential the Holy Spirit is to every Christian, to every Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, let me tell you that even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to start his ministry. Even Jesus Christ. How do I know? Bible says in Acts chapter 10, and verse 38, Acts 10, 38, how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of wow. the devil. For Amen. God was with him. How God anointed, how God anointed Jesus Christ with who or with, or with the Holy Spirit. So anointing is equivalent to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How God anointed Jesus. God wanted to send him. He needed to anoint him with the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Power, wow. Christians without the Holy Spirit have no power. Hey. Christians without the Holy Spirit have no anointing. Even Jesus without the Holy Spirit will be without power. Wow. So God, knowing that he had sent Jesus into the world to do signs and wonders, to become a holy person, to live a miraculous life, to make an impact in the world, he needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, even Jesus. How, and God knew that so much that he made sure he didn't make a mistake leaving out the Holy Spirit. May God, may your, may your life not be a mistake because wow. of the absence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. So God yes. anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. That's how Jesus Christ had power. Amen. Christians without the Holy Spirit have no power. And wow. what did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed Amen. of the devil. For God was with him. In Amen. other words, yes. if the Holy Spirit is not with you, God is not with you. Yes. So there are many people walking about as Christians. They come to church and they go. They have never related with the Holy Spirit, who is the source of power, who is the source, who is the presence of God, and who is the one who brings healing, who is the one who gives you power not to be oppressed of the devil. Think about it. When the Holy Spirit came, the things that Jesus did, number one, he got power. Number two, he went about to do good. Any good that you can do, you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You Amen. can only do evil. 
when your child is an evil person and the Holy Spirit actually comes upon him, you will see a transformation. Totally. It's true. Yeah, it's true. When your spouse says, I'm a Christian and is evil, it's just a matter of time. If the Holy Spirit comes upon and they acknowledge the Holy Spirit, they will change. They will do you good all the days of your life. A spirit-filled man, a spirit-filled woman, a spirit-filled child, a spirit-filled pastor, a spirit-filled worker, a spirit-filled boss is different from a wealthy boss. Wow. I'm telling you honestly. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus needed it. Now, finally, let me tell you that Christianity could never start without the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. I'll say it again. Christianity could not start without the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Jesus knew that. Jesus did a lot of miracles, signs, and wonders. But when he was leaving, he was worried because he says, if I leave, every work that I have done on this earth will be useless. Amen. You get the point. And, you know, so he explained to the disciples that, you know, you know, and I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ said, Christianity has not started if you have not had the Holy Spirit. Most Christians come to church, but they haven't started a Christian life. Okay. Should I prove it to you? Yes, yes. John chapter 16. Wow. John chapter 16. And I'm going to read from verse number five. The Bible says, but now I go away. Jesus was about to leave. Jesus had been sent to this world to actually do miracles and to bring salvation to the world. Salvation to the world. To save you and I. Amen. To make us Christians. To take us to heaven. To cause us to live the righteous life. And yet he was about to leave. Who was going to accomplish that task if Jesus left? Then Jesus explained, but now I go away to him who sent me to the father. And none of you is asking me, where are you going? Jesus was amazed that people, he said, well, I said, I'm going to go to the father. So where are you going? What's going on? Why do you have to go? What is happening? And many Christians do not ask these questions. If Jesus was that great, why didn't he stay? If Jesus was that important, why did God withdraw him? And Jesus was surprised that Christians had not asked. Well, today we're going to ask that question together. And Jesus is going to allow us to answer the question. And so, you know, but, so Jesus said, I'm going away and you're not asking me where am I going? Then verse six, he tries to explain, but I'll tell you, because I have said these things, you saw, sorrow has filled your heart. Sorrow, you have become very sad that I'm going to leave you. The disciples were, feel, were feeling empty. We're feeling forsaken. If you go, who's going to be our pastor? Who's going to do the miracles and signs and wonders? When we are sick, who's going to heal us? Who's going to convert the uh, 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 two fishes and five loaves to feed 5,000 again? Who's going to do those miracles? Who's going to have that power? Who's going to bring salvation? Who's going to preach? Then Jesus says, nevertheless, I tell you, verse 7, John 16, verse 7, I tell you the truth. Amen. It is to your advantage that I, Jesus, go away. Because if I do not go away, the helper, somebody say the helper. The helper. 
The helper. Who is who? The Holy Spirit, right? Yes, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the helper is also called the comforter. The yes. helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come if I don't go away. He will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And Amen. when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Put your hands wow. together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so Jesus Christ said that he needs to go away so that the Holy Spirit will come. And why should you go away, Jesus Christ? If God can give eternal life, everlasting life, then you just give you everlasting life, live here and perform miracles throughout. People will come and go, come and go. You, you have eternal life right here. After all, you are Jesus, you are God. So stay here and do your work and let us come and die and go. Give us salvation. We die, we go to heaven, go and wait for you. We die, we go. Give everybody salvation. But Jesus said, no, it's better. It's to your advantage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's better. It's your advantage. It's expedient, his word. King James says, it's expedient. It's the best option that I go away because if I don't go away, your helper will not come. Wow. Your helper. It's like somebody saying that, look, if you don't leave your mother's house, you will never marry. It's true. And it's true. Yes. Yeah. It's like somebody saying, grow up, grow up and mature so that you can marry. Is that the point? So he said, if I don't go away, your helper will not come. Yeah. If you keep living with your mother and your father, eating in the kitchen of your mother, you will never grow up and marry. The helper will not come. So he said, I must go. In other words, Jesus, and then you know what? He continued in John chapter 14 to explain why he needed to go, why the Holy Spirit needed to come, why you need a helper. So in John chapter 14, verse number 15 through 18, I'm going to read. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Huh? And I will pray the Father. And he, the Father, will give you another comforter. Here he says, another helper. Amen. But he will abide with you forever. Now stay here. Do you get the point? He said, if I go away, I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, another comforter. In other words, what I am, another one will come. Wow. Another Jesus Amen. will come. Wow. Another Christ will come. Another helper. In fact, in Greek, it's called Alos Paracletus. Another of the same kind. Wow. Another of the same kind. In other words, whoever is coming will be just like Jesus. In fact, Benahim calls Jesus, called the Holy Spirit, the pocket-sized Jesus. Wow. He said that the, the, the personalized Jesus, the Jesus for you, your personal Jesus that nobody shares with you. That's who the Amen. Holy Spirit is. Wow. Yeah. Amen. He says, another one will come, and he says, that one, and he, I'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Amen. Jesus came to be on this earth for 33 years. Three years, three and a half years of ministry. 30 years of normal life. Do you get the point? Now he died. He went, he was resurrected and he was resurrected. He went, ascended unto heaven. So is it that we are just confused? No more Jesus Christ. I mean, come on now. 
If you are going to, your word says your gifts and callings, they are without repentance. You don't change. You give a Jesus, we're so happy here, and you took him away. So the disciples were getting very sorrowful. And Jesus told them, oh. no, 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 I have a plan. Yes. I have a plan. All the miracles that you see in me, all the comfort you see in me, all the power you see in me, I am going to give you an ability, whatever the Lord put inside of me to become Jesus, I will bring you that gift. He's called the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. And wow. Jesus said, when I go, another of the same kind will come to you. And wow. he, the difference between me and him is that I came temporarily and I have to go and sit at the right hand of the father to intercede for you. But he, he will stay here forever. Clap for Jesus. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, when you have a good mother, you never want the mother to die. It's true. When you have a good wife, you never want the wife to die. In fact, most men pray secretly to God, Lord, let me die before my wife. Oh, Do you know wow. why? Because they know that the wife will be able to keep the home better. The wife will be able to do better. And they also, but, but the secret one that they don't see is that they cannot live. When you live with a good woman for a while, you realize your life is very difficult without hey. So most wow. men who lose their wives, if their wives are good wives, they don't last long and they also die. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. That is why Christianity, if you lose the anointing of the Holy Spirit, your Christianity dies. It's true. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That is the main essence of Christianity. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, you know, and I'm going to come to, I'm trying to explain the basis, the importance of the Holy Spirit to Christians because Christians have abandoned the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it says that, look, I will bring you another of the same kind, another comforter, another helper that he will stay with you forever. Wow, forever. Ever. Forever. Amen. Forever. Wow. Forever. You see? God wants us to have the Holy Spirit forever. Jesus has gone away, but you can see that Christianity has continued all through the years and it's not about to stop because the Jesus who is forever is staying here and is not going anywhere. Amen. Now, the devil made a mistake in killing Jesus. Bible says in 1 Corinthians that if the prince of this world, the devil knew what he was doing. He will never have crucified the son of glory. That was the last mistake because he needed to die before the Holy Spirit. Now that Jesus gone, the Holy Spirit came and came to abide forever for all Christians. It's like you have more, you killed one Jesus, but multiple Jesuses have come. And they've not only come, but they've come forever. For the Lord. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Why do I say that? Because it's the Holy Spirit that gave Jesus Christ the power to go about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, God is with every Christian who wow. has the Holy Spirit Amen. and acknowledges the Holy Spirit. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Multiple Jesus. Yeah. Said if the prince of this world knew, the king, the, they knew what they were doing. They would never have crucified the son of God. Yeah. You see that? Look at that. First Corinthians 2, 8. 
which none of the princes this world knew, for had they known it, they would never not have crucified the son of glory. They would not. That wisdom of God, that wisdom of God, you see. So that's what, and then he goes on. Now let's go back to um, John chapter 14, verse number 16. He says, and I'll pray the father and he will give you another helper, the comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Then verse 17 is called, the Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of truth, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. The world and believers cannot receive the spirit, only believers, because they don't see him. They also, they don't know him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be inside of you. Oh, wow. celebrate Jesus wow. for this gift. Wow. Thank wow. you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Yes. Blessing. So ladies and gentlemen, the difference between unbelievers and believers is number one, they can receive the Holy Spirit. Number two, they see the Holy Spirit. Number three, they know the Holy Spirit. In other words, Bible says the spirit of truth the world cannot receive. So if any of you has not received the Holy Spirit, you are just like the world. Mercy. So you can be a Christian and be sitting inside the church. You just brought the worldly version into the church. Because the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, the Holy Spirit has not been spoken of much in the church. So there are people who sit in church without the Holy Spirit. And they just behave exactly like unbelievers. They have no power. They have no anointing. They have no supernatural power. They can't lay hands on people to be healed. They can't preach to people. They can't even study scriptures. Even prayer is a difficulty for them. Jesus was supernatural for one reason, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Even his conception Bible says your conception, that which is in your womb is of the Holy Ghost. Everything he did with the Holy Spirit, everything Christians can do differently from the world is because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And anybody who deceives you into preaching about prosperity, preaching about miracles and things without the Holy Spirit is a liar, is a deceiver. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. We deceive you if we don't let you know that the basis of your Christianity and the source of all power is the spirit, Amen. is the spirit of Amen. God. Amen. Is the spirit of God. And I'm going to explain to you. And the Bible says, so the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, the world cannot receive because they do, because it, 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 the world neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Yes. You know him. In other words, um, the first, the difference is because you know him. You can appreciate and receive him because you know him. In other words, if we don't bring to you the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, the know him of the Holy Spirit, you can never receive him. You can never be empowered by him because you're going to be like the world. The world does not know him. 
That is the reason why they cannot receive him. The world does not see him. That's the reason why they cannot operate with him. The world has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. And if you come into the church and you decide not to know him, not to receive him, or we don't get you to know him or receive him, you've just become like one of the wealthy people sitting in church, powerless, anointing free. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Remember this. He said, you shall know him, see him, know him. And that is when he will abide with you and be inside of you. Amen. Amen. Wow. What a Amen. So I just really want, and then he, the last thing he says in verse 18 is, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In other words, a Christian without the Holy Spirit, orphan, New King James, a Christian without the Holy Spirit is equivalent to an orphan, somebody who, you know, an orphan is somebody who doesn't have a father. Yes. Who doesn't have a source of supply, a source of power. It's a helpless being. Oh. Can you imagine the comparison? He says, without the Holy Spirit, we are, Christianity is an orphanage. Wow. The church is an orphanage of orphans if yes. there is no Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, every Christian without the Holy Spirit is equivalent to an orphan. Who's an orphan? An orphan is somebody without a father. An orphan is somebody without parents, no family. somebody without help, somebody without the, the, somebody to comfort them, to raise them, to equip them, to invest in them, somebody to love them, to care for them, somebody to bring Ooh, them can up. Them. Yeah. They are the folks in account for them. Amen. Amen. We'll do everything for them. A parent does everything 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 for a child my children have not bought underpants before they've not bought singlets before they've not paid school fees before they've not bought food before they don't know it they have no money everything that they eat is from their parents it's true it's true <laughs> even there i'm telling you honestly i think about it Amen. i mean brother william your child is an is with that, if you leave your child and you and your wife leave your child, you have offended the child. He can't have any food. He will starve. I mean, maybe the potential of that girl is to become the first woman president. Wow. Maybe. Amen. Maybe, Amen. maybe that woman is supposed to be the next Catherine Kuhlman. Maybe that daughter. Amen. But without, without parents, that thing may, may go off. I mean, they may not survive life to get to that stage. That's how crucial the Holy Spirit is. A Christian without the Holy Spirit is a spiritually orphaned person. It is. Yeah. In other words, no matter what your father has, he cannot transmit it to you and through you. Wow. That's who an orphan is. Have you gone to an orphanage before? They are the most pathetic sometimes. So that's why you bring people to an orphanage, you need to really support them. What the parents could not do, we are trying to bring somebody to do. You get the point. But you know, the Holy Spirit cannot be replaced. Yes. Yeah. Look, I've lived my life with the Holy Spirit and I know that it's a supernatural life. I cannot do what I'm doing without the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's so true. When you see Christians who cannot pray, 
most of the time because they have not the spirit. Mm-hmm. When you see Christians who cannot read the Bible, it's because they have not acknowledged the spirit. I can assure you, most of you sitting there, you know, every day you pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ says, I am going that the comforter will come. In other words, another person who you would treat like me, interact, he told the disciples, the way you are relating with me in a personal basis, you need me, you want me, you follow me, I'm guided by you, you ask me questions, I'm going to go away and bring you somebody who will do the same job. Amen. Who will do the same job as I am doing. Yes. Yes. In other words, the way you interact with me, interact with him as well. The way you love me, love him as well. The way you communicate with me, communicate with him as well. The way you connect with me, connect with him as well. The way when you are frustrated, you come. Peter, your mother-in-law is sick and you call me. What can you do, master? And I I speak and I bind. Do the same with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. That's why I started by, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communication, koinonia, fellowship, participation, contribution, benefits of the Holy Spirit be with you forever. Amen. Amen. How many want us to abandon Jesus and live our own Christian life? Give me a wave. No way. Any of you who wants to abandon Jesus, drop Jesus from today. I'm going to live my Christian life without Jesus. Give me a wave. Anybody who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that? No. But let me tell you, if that's truly your mind, you should be saying today, I don't want to live my life without the Holy Spirit because Jesus Christ was sent up. The person he left behind to do that job that you want is the Holy Spirit. If you don't want to live your Christian life without Christ, then never attempt living your Christian life without the Holy Spirit. The one who was sent to replace him actively. Let me ask you this. If you are a mother, and a father, like myself and Lady Pastor have traveled, we've left Mami. You know who we left Mami with? With Brother Cyrus and Sister Victoria. And we are here. Mami is going to school. Every time we send Mami to school, Mami decides I'm not going to have anything to do with Sister Victoria. I'm not going to have anything to do with Brother Cyrus. Do you think she can go to school? No. No, Well, maybe she can walk. That's why Christians without the Holy Spirit can do some things, but they are slow and they are very weak. Oh yeah, there are some things you can do, but the pace, can you imagine walking all the way from my house to school? When my car would have been there to make it fast, the Holy Spirit gives speed to Christianity. Christianity. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you will see that if mommy decides as your father is traveled, your mother is traveled, and you decide that I left you over to the caretaking influence of brother Cyrus and sister Victoria, and you refuse to be with them, you reject them, you ignore them, you forget about them, you are such a fool of a child. Then you don't understand the love of your father. It's because we love you, we care for you, we are responsible, that we have to go. I must go. But another parent type will come. Look, we gave her food, gave her 
everything, school uniform, all her things to Brother Cyrus and Sister Cyrus. You see, and <laughs> so wow. yeah, her food, everything she has eaten, every school fee she will pay. We said we went to, but if she decides not to have anything, it's finished. She will live like an orphan. They will ask for and she'll be kicked out of school for hey. nothing just because he refused to interact with the person who was another of the same kind, another of the same kind. Amen. Look, Christians, 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 let me tell you this. Christianity is not possible without the Holy Spirit. Amen, that's it. Even Bible says that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Even your new birth cannot be, you cannot be born again without the Holy Spirit. Yes, Nothing. right. Let me explain to you. He said you are an orphan Christian. In fact, we should call this message Christian orphans hey. or orphaned Christians. I don't even know whether we should use the word Christian for you because if you are an orphan, you are not even a son. Mm, wow. And let me tell you, Jesus told this exactly to the disciples. Finally, when he came back, when he came back, when he died and he's resurrected, he came from the grave, he came, he visited the disciples for 40 days and 40 nights. And finally, before he ascended on high, he gave his final warning to them about how to live their Christian life. Acts chapter one from verse four. Watch this. This will be your most important message, most important verse to remember. Acts chapter one, verse four. And Bible says, and being assembled together. In fact, let's start from verse one. Verse one, maybe verse three. Okay, the former account I made, O Theophilus, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then verse two, Acts chapter one. Look at verse two. Uh-huh. Until the day which Jesus, when Jesus was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, had given what? Commandments, mm. not suggestions. Wow. Commandments to the apostles Amen. whom he had chosen. He had given commandments to the church members that he had chosen, to whom, to whom, he, Jesus, to whom, please, verse three, to whom he, also Jesus, presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by these disciples during 40 days and speaking to them of the things relating to the kingdom of God. He spoke to them about the kingdom of God he spoke a lot for 40 days. But remember, out of everything he said to them, he knew they would forget. But he recorded the most important thing. He said he spoke to them for 40 days. Eh? But look, the summary of the things he said for 40 days is going to come. Verse 4. In other words, you know, I've said many things. I know you guys will forget. But I'm going to give you somebody. You remember, he will remind you all things. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Don't start your Christian life, but to wait for the promise of the Father. That's it. Wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, which he said, you have heard from me many times. John chapter 6, you heard from me. John chapter 14, you heard from me. I've been speaking about it. Don't start your Christian life. He said, he gathered them. He was about to leave. He said he commanded them not to depart. Please go to the upper room, go to Jerusalem and stay there and wait, wait on God for the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, wow. which he said, Amen. you have heard of me. Verse five, 
Verse 5. For John, now what is the promise? What is the promise? This is a promise. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Someone says me. That's me. That's me. I receive the Holy Spirit. That's me. I receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know what it means? It says you will be baptized. John puts you in water, dips you deep in it. You get wet everything. This time, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be immersed. You'll be full of the Holy Spirit. You will be Amen. overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I receive it. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, watch this. Though. This is a church. God is telling, Jesus is telling them the most important message I've preached about these 40 days after I woke up to come and tell you something important. And the summary is this. And look at the reaction of the church. Verse number six. Look at the reaction. Jesus is telling them about the Holy Spirit. The same way we are behaving here. Hey. Verse number six. Verse number six. John, bring, please, Acts, Acts, the book of Acts. <laughs> Therefore, when they got together, look at the question they asked him. They asked him, say, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? It's like we want power. They don't want spirit. Oh, they are talking about politics. Then Jesus Christ says in verse seven, you see, the church wants everything preached apart from the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his authority. In other words, this is not the right question to be asking at this time. Right. But let me, wow. and Jesus brought their minds back to the most important thing in verse eight. He says, but rather you will receive power wow. when the Holy Ghost has wow. come upon wow. you. Wow. And you shall wow. become witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. And unto the uttermost parts of the put your hands together for the Lord Jesus for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. This was Jesus. Amazing. He said, rather than asking about all these things, what you need is power. A lot of the things that Christians ask for, God has given you power. He says, You cannot be witnesses to me. You cannot be like me. A witness is somebody who actually speaks in the representation of another, who has a testimony. Yeah, a witness gives testimony. God says Christians cannot have a testimony from the Holy Spirit until they have received power. And you shall receive power when the Holy yes. Ghost has come upon you. Amen. And you shall become witnesses unto me in Jerusalem wow. and in Judea and in Samaria yes. and unto the uttermost parts of the world. And then verse nine, look at verse nine and 10. And then with that, he ascended. Verse 9 and Acts chapter 1, verse 9 and verse number 10. Come Now, when he has spoken these things, while they watched, the last thing he said, while they watched him, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. That's the last thing. Jesus kept hammering home the Holy Spirit. Look, I want to promise you and I want to encourage you, and I want to command you the same way Jesus commanded, that it is time to look for the Holy Spirit, to love the Holy Spirit, to talk to the Holy Spirit, to make friends with the Holy Spirit, to interact with the Holy Spirit, to commune with the Holy Spirit, to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to benefit from the Holy Spirit, Amen. to partner with the Holy Spirit, Amen. to make intimate connections. Wow. The Holy Spirit. Yes. That's the only way a Christian will have power different 
from any other person. Yes, Most only. Christians don't have it. The only way. Oh. Yeah, that's the only way. Most Christians don't have the source of power. And ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you, there is no day that I don't speak to the Holy Spirit. I am telling you of a truth by the grace of God. I will not dare. There's no day. The same way that there is no day the disciples didn't speak about Jesus to Jesus. I will not. Holy Spirit, ask anybody who's a shepherd who's, I don't, have I come to stand preaching without mentioning the Holy Spirit before? No. Ask them whether I lead any prayer meeting without the Holy Spirit. Ask the shepherds. Ask my wife whether I move out. I, if I have not spoken to the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to speak to you. And it's been a blessing. He gives power. Bible even says God is the one who gives you power to get wealth. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. There is an anointing, which is a source of supernatural power. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes. Even your character will only, Bible calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, meekness, all wow. these things come from the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, today I came to introduce you to the greatest helper, the greatest anointing, the greatest power, the most forgotten, but the most powerful, the Holy Spirit. When we go home from here, just pray. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, forgive me for forsaking you. I'm telling you, when you pray in the name of Jesus, it's fine but call on the Holy Spirit. And I want to share with you finally in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. I believe, is that correct? 1 John chapter 2, I believe there's 2, verse 7 and 8. He says, there are two that, three that bear record in heaven. Amen. You know, the Spirit, the Word, the Father, the Spirit, and the Word. And there are three that bear record on earth. The blood, the Spirit, and the water. Ladies and gentlemen, the only commonality between heaven and earth is the spirit. The spirit of God yes. is the only communication. When you read that scripture, find it. There are two that bear record, bear record, yeah. bear record in heaven. I think it's first John chapter two. I think there's yeah, six and seven. Maybe I'm wrong. First John five, seven. First John five, seven. Verse seven. Look, there are two, there, there are three. In the, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in heaven. And on earth is the blood, the water, and the word, and, and the spirit. You see? And it's the only person that is both in heaven and on earth is the Holy Spirit. You see? For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, right? These three are one. Then verse 8, the next verse. And there are three that bear record right here on earth. The spirits! Yes. The spirit was there, it's here. The yeah, father yeah. is not here. The son is not here. You get the point? Huh? Amen. The spirit, the water, and the blood. We do communion with the blood. We do water baptism with the water. What about the spirit? We've left him. Mercy. Meanwhile, he's the one that bears record both in heaven and on earth. Yes. Come yeah. today. Wow. Let's begin to value the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's begin to interact with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet quickly. Wow, what a blessing. Put your hand on your heart, please. Rise to your feet, please. Rise to your feet. Put your hand on your heart and tell the Lord, I have made a mistake.
I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Really made a mistake. Made a mistake. I really a grievous mistake. mistake. A great mistake. My priorities have been wrong. My priorities have been wrong. But now I know. But now I know. My sweet Holy Spirit. My sweet Holy Spirit. From today, you'll be my friend. From today, you will be my friend. My helper. My helper. My comforter. My comforter. My strengthener. My strengthener. My source of power. My source of power. My guide. My guide. My teacher. My teacher. My lawyer. My advocate. My lawyer. My advocate. Stand by me. Stand by me. Be with me. Be with me. Feel me. Feel me. Help me. Help me. In every aspect of my life. In every aspect of In my life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're here and you want to surrender your life anew, fresh to Jesus Christ, you want to tell the Lord, now I understand the basis of my Christian life. I want you to give me this Holy Spirit. I want you to start me off afresh. I want to renew my life, my relationship with you and with the Holy Spirit. I want to start all over again with you, Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. If you are there like that and you want to surrender your life to Jesus by interacting with the Holy Spirit, just lift up your right hand wherever you are, whether you're on Zoom or you're in church. Just lift up your right hand like this and wave and I'll pray a short prayer with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if your hand is lifted up, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And if you're in the church, you know, your hand is lifted up. Keep it up. Father, I pray that the angels will touch this hand, whether on Zoom or in person. Bless Amen. that hand. And yes. I pray that you change that heart and fill with your Holy Spirit. Now, Amen. all of you say this prayer after me. Say, Almighty Father. Almighty Father. I am here because of you. I am here because of you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. And wash me. And wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. In the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe. I believe. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the Living God. The Son of the Living God. He died for me. He died for me. And God raised him from the dead. And God raised him from the dead. And brought the Holy Spirit. And brought the Holy Spirit. To be my helper. To be my helper. I receive Christ. I receive Christ. I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive the Holy Spirit. From today. From today. As my friend. As my friend. My helper. My helper. My comforter. My comforter. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. Weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Zoom at meeting ID 934-809-4313 or in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.